Parshas Veschonon, Nachamu, consoling his people. When Yeshaya Hanavi made that famous statement, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, you should doubly console my people. He was not saying it of his own mind. He says at the end of that pasuk, Yomar Elokechem, your Elokim is saying this. It means that Hashem is the one commanding us to perform the service of consoling. And who are we commanded to console? Ami, my nation. The Am Yisrael are the ones who deserve an especial measure of encouragement. He adds a reason there. Ki miyad Hashem kiflaim bechol It means that the Jewish nation has suffered much. Not only the Churban. Even today we know that the Gentiles do not love the Jews. And if you look like a Jew, they surely don't love you. The Jew is surrounded by Gentiles who often cause trouble. And the Jew is constantly struggling against that. Besides, in order to be an observant Jew, a certain amount of sacrifice is always required. To raise a firm family certainly takes work. A Jewish mother is especially busy. The children are climbing the walls and she's haggard and tired. And her husband is out in the factory working long hours so that he could pay schar limut and rent for his big family. And of course, everybody has some pekel. Everybody has some troubles in life. There is no such thing as a human being who doesn't need consolation. Even a millionaire, a billionaire, he has some difficulties in life. Some have more than you think. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is commanding us, through the mouth of the Navi, that we should always consider it our function in life to console the Jewish people. Every Frum Jew deserves the greatest amounts of help and compassion and encouragement. And the Navi is talking to us. It says, Nachamu. Plural, everybody has to console my people. Now again, let's not live merely by superficiality, by words without thinking what we're saying. This statement of Yeshaya Hanavi actually means what's being said here. And so, when it comes to how one from Jew deals with another from Jew, what should be the attitude? Nachamu, console, and not only once. Nachamu, nachamu. Console and console some more. The fact that the word is repeated comes to emphasize that this should be done constantly. Console and console again means that always, tamid, you should continue to cause consolation to my people. Not once a year on Shabbos Nachamu because of the Chorban Beis Hamikdash. All year round, all our lives, we should listen to the will of Hashem to comfort the Jewish nation. And not only people in general, but every yachid, every individual we encounter. It's a chiyuv upon us to try to make him happy. Of course, you have your own worries too. You don't have time to spend at length with everyone. But as much as possible, you have to do that. It's a chiyuv, a big responsibility. And it's something to think about. Because you're hearing now about a new career for the Frumju to make it an ideal, to encourage our fellow Jews, and to make them happy. Of course, the preface to that career is sur merah, to turn away from bad. It means that as much as possible, we should make it our business never to cause any sadness to a fellow Jew. No quarreling. Quarrels make people unhappy, and that's the direct opposite of what's expected of you. To be cold, chas v'shalom, to say the wrong words to a fellow Jew, that's not called Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. It's the opposite of Tachanunim. 
We have to console. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Now, exactly how to do that requires study. You have to be trained for that. But in many cases, it's not difficult at all. You'll be surprised. But you want to know what kind of consolation is needed most. In most cases, it's a lollipop. A lollipop. I'll explain that. Here is a man walking with his little boy in the street. And the boy is weeping and howling as if the worst thing just happened to him. What is it? He lost his little toy. A plastic whistle, let's say, from the five and dime discount store. Now what does the father do? The father could tell him, My son, what are you crying for? Aren't you happy that you are alive? Aren't you happy that you are wearing tzitzis? That you are from Jew? Aren't you happy that Hashem gave us the Torah and that kol Yisrael yesh lahem chelek le'olam haba? That is what the father could say. That would be tachanunim of seichel after all. But he doesn't say that because it wouldn't help. It wouldn't help at all. What helps? A lollipop. That does the trick. If it has different colors, even better. And so the father gives him a lollipop to suck on. And the little boy is consoled now. Aha! Nachamu. Nachamu Ami. You were Menachem, a fellow Jew. That's what the Pasuk says. In Ikesh Titpatal. With somebody whose mind is crooked, we have to deal crookedly. Tehillim. Now some people misunderstand that. They think it means you can cheat a crooked man. No, it doesn't mean that. In Ikesh. With a man whose mind is crooked, you can't talk straight things to him. But you want to put into his mind a straight idea. How do you put a straight idea into a twisted box? So titpatal, you take your idea and twist it so it should fit into his crooked mind. After a while, the idea straightens itself out and his mind will straighten out too. But you have to get it into his mind, even in a twisted form. When you talk to a child, you can't talk straight. He is an ikesh. A child's mind is ikesh. And by giving him a lollipop, you are twisting your mind for him. What is a lollipop after all? Is that any consolation for weeping in this world? No. It's twisted. Never mind. Im ikesh titpatal. Twist yourself to fit in. And after a while, when his mind is calm, you might go over to him and say, My little boy, isn't it a nice sunny day today? So now you introduced a higher madrega to him. To appreciate a nice day is a big madrega. A little later you can talk to him about higher things, about the greatness of being from the Am Yisroel, the greatness of Oilam Haba. And therefore, when you are dealing with people, you can't always talk to them in Yanim of Emes, of Ruchnius and Seichel. You can't tell them about the ideals of great achievements in this world, how glorious it is to live in this world where you can do mitzvahs and maizim toivim, how it's all a whole way to the next world. You can't tell that to people who are sad. Sometimes you have to give them something, a lollipop, to suck on. Now, there are various ways of giving candy to a person. You can't give a grown person a lollipop, but there are various other substitutes that take its place. Here's one that works for adults. A smile. Showing a friendly face is one form of consolation that's always available. And even though you don't know the man, 
but he's a fellow Jew. So remind yourself about what Yeshaya Hanavi said and console him by showing him a friendly face, a smile. Encourage your fellow Jew. Let's say you're sitting on the bus or on the subway. All the seats are occupied and a from Jew comes in. Nobody looks at him with a friendly face. What do you do? You get up and say, Shalom Aleichem, and shake hands with him, demonstratively. After that, you could sit down on your seat again, but at least you have shown that you're honoring this man. That's what we have to do. Not just sit and ignore him. How could you ignore a from Jew who walked into the bus or into the subway? Our job is to get up, say Shalom Aleichem, and greet him. Let the world see that he is important. Let him know that he is important. He'll be happier. It makes him more healthy. It changes his entire day. And he will never forget it. It takes a little training, a little practice. But once you get the hang of it, you're on your way. Otherwise, you're a goylem, an untrained fellow. Some people pass you on the street. They know you, but they barely acknowledge you. A smile? Surely not. That shows he's not mechunach. He's not trained. You have to greet a fellow Jew besimcha. A frum Jew especially. A black hat Jew. You should greet him with simcha. Even no black hat. Any Jew with a yarmulke, you should greet him with a smile. Does it cost money to smile? And it's an obligation. It's not midas chasidis. It's not doing beyond the line of duty. So he says, but where does it say that? Nachamu, nachamu ami means just that. And therefore, we must learn that attitude at home, in business, on the street, in the Beis HaKnesses, in the yeshiva, wherever we are, we must learn to make other Jews happy. And even though you don't love him, act like you love him. Make him feel good. It's an obligation. Now, before I go on with the subject, I haven't started yet. I want to add a very important point, And that is the following. Included in Nachamu Nachamu Ami is yourself. Why only others? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to you, Nachamu Nachamu Ami, console others and console yourself. After all, when we say Ami, you are also included. You are also Hashem's people. And so you have to console yourself. You have to learn how to cheer yourself up. And so if you are sad, and you don't know why you are sad, then you had better get busy with fulfilling that obligation. Maybe you are that little boy who is crying over nothing. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, take a lollipop. Just like you have to give lollipops to others. Sometimes... You have to give to yourself as well. Sometimes a candy or a piece of cake is important to give you a lift. Many times people are down and they need a lift. And then it's recommended that they take a nosh and enjoy life a little bit more than the regular routine. It doesn't mean you have to run after nasharai, snacks, good times. No, it doesn't mean you have to drink schnapps. But sometimes that's also a way of being menachim yourself. Anything that won't harm you. It won't enslave you into wrong habits. You are mechuyev to do it. However, the best way for a person is to learn the art of optimism, to put on rosy glasses and look at the world and see everything in a rosy light. That's the real happiness, the real consolation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to do. A Jew should try to be happy in this world, in Hashem's world, because it's a mitzvah to make himself, a Jew, happy. Be happy with your feet. Be happy with your lungs. Your kidneys are working? 
your heart is pumping. Ooh, is that a nechama? Other things too. Go to sleep on time, by all means. Make sure this Jew over here, the Rav pointed to himself, goes to sleep on time. It's very important. It will make you happy. Early to bed is very important. Tell this Jew to eat his meals on time. Eat breakfast every day. But most important is, is to teach others and yourself to live a life of appreciation. All the things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing for you are included in the mitzvah of Nachamu Nachamu Ami. Hashem made those things cheer us up. And the more you focus on them, the more you talk about them to yourself and to others, the more you are fulfilling the mitzvah of console my people. But when you look at this Haftarah, when Yeshaya starts explaining, we notice that he doesn't give any such examples that you just heard now. He speaks of entirely different things, a higher form of consolation. Now, we shouldn't make any error. Although Yeshaya Hanavi doesn't talk about enjoying the pleasures of life, of being happy and optimistic by means of Gashmias, nevertheless, he certainly intended that. Only that he goes on and he's talking to us on a higher level. If you study the Haftorah, you'll see that the entire Haftorah is talking about the greatness of Hashem. Take a look at the Pesukim inside, and you'll see that it is so. Now, what does that have to do with the consolation of Nachamu Nachamu Ami? It's a lumdisha question I'm asking now. You know, if Yeshaya would have said, My people, be consoled, because I'm going to rebuild Yerushalayim once again. You will come back to Eretz Yisrael and live in the shadow of the Beis Hamikdash. So we would understand that. But Yeshaya Hanavi is instead consoling us with the great thought that Hashem is the power that rules the universe. We have to understand that. In the Haftorah of this week after Shabbos Nachamu, Yeshaya Hanavi begins with the words, Vatomer zavani Hashem, Hashem shechechani. Tzion says, Hashem forsook me and Hashem forgot me. What was the occasion for these words? One of the most tragic events in our history transpired at that time. It was the beginning of the Churban, the ten tribes that had separated from Yehuda and from Binyamin and formed a kingdom to themselves were now carried off into captivity. The division, this separation, was a tragedy of such terrible dimensions that no one could even think of it. But now came the finale of that tragedy, the nation of Assyria, Ashur, made an invasion and carried off the ten tribes. Our brothers went lost. We can't even begin to understand what a blow this was. We had been in the land since we came out of Mitzrayim, and we were together, all the Shifteka, one nation together, and it never occurred to anyone that we would ever be separated from our land. Today, we're accustomed to the wandering Jew, but at that time, it was fixed in the Jewish concept that we're here forever. It would never occur to us that a tribe could go lost. The tragic episode rocked the nation to the foundations. Of course, they believed implicitly in Hashem. There was no question that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had been guiding them since the days of the beginning of the nation. They could not forget the miracles of Yisias Mitzrayim, all the wonders that Hashem had done for them. Their great-grandfathers were witnesses. But now, all of a sudden, it seemed like HaKadosh Baruch Hu was tired of them, and he had forgotten about them. That was the conclusion to which many came. 
Otherwise, it couldn't be that such a tragedy could take place. Some people became very angry at Hashem because of that. And some, who were more charitable, said, Hashem forgot about us. So the Navi tells us, impossible. Hatishkach isha ula. Can a woman forget her baby? It's impossible. Hashem is always thinking about you. Now the Gemara in Brachas goes on and explains what it means that Hashem doesn't forget about his people. What it means that he thinks about them always. Amar HaKadosh Listen to what Hashem says. Now the following is just a picturesque language, but it's not an exaggeration. It's an understatement. Remember, it may seem like an exaggeration, but it is an understatement. Bati, my daughter, Hashem says to the Jewish people, Yud bet mazalot barati, barakia. I created 12 constellations in the sky. The sky is divided up by the astronomers of ancient times into 12 areas called 12 constellations. Ve'alkol mazalu mazal, barati lo, shloshim chayil. And I created 30 armies of stars on each constellation. Ve'alkol chayil ve'chayil, barati lo, shloshim ligion. And each one of these armies has 30 legions of stars. And every legion has 30 regiments of stars. And in every regiment, there are 30 squads of stars. And every squad has 30 detachments of stars. Now pay attention to this. Valkol gistira, vigistira, talatibo, shloshmeot, vishishim vachamisha alferi bo, kochavim. And for each detachment, I have put in 365,000 times 10,000s of stars. Now that's already many millions and billions of stars. And Akadosh Baruch Hu says, Vikulan lo barati ela, all of these millions of stars I created only because of you. We have to get that into our minds. The millions of stars in space. By the way, there are more than millions and billions. There are trillions of stars. And some of them are very big, much bigger than the sun. And all of them had been created because of you, says Hashem. So how can you say, I have forsaken you and forgotten you? The truth is, it's a pasuk in the Chumash. In the Chumash it says as follows. They are words we have to study and remember. When you go home tonight, take out a Chumash and memorize this Pasuk. If you can't say it in the original, memorize the English. Behold to Hashem belongs the heavens and the heavens above the heavens. It means all of space is mine and everything in all of space is mine. But the Rakba Avotecha only in your forefathers did Hashem delight to love them. Hashem turned his back on the trillions of huge heavenly bodies and loved our forefathers. He loved Abraham. Abraham, you are everything to me. He loved Yitzchak. Yitzchak, you are everything to me. He loved Yaakov. Yaakov, you are everything to me. So you might think it's only our forefathers. Hashem says, no. Bachem, all of you, and your children too. Kayomazeh, as of this day, whatever day you might be listening to these words, it won't ever change. Hashem loves every Jew with such an intensity 
that it's remarkable. And he's thinking about all of us more than trillions of stars, more than anything else in the universe. And now we can understand what he's telling us in the Haftorah. The whole Haftorah goes on to speak about the greatness of Hashem, because that's our greatness. That's our true Nechama. Because the more we understand the vastness, the infinity of Hashem, His wisdom and His kindliness that have no end, the more consoled we are. The greater Hashem becomes in our mind, then the greater becomes our understanding of what it means that Hashem loves us. The greater you are, Hashem, the more honored we are. Here's a mushal. Suppose you got a letter from the King of England informing you of the good news that he has adopted you as his son. You're a prince now. Such a letter, you might have a Yezid Hara to go visit him. You'll be able to tell people about your new patron. It sounds like a very big covered after all. Trust me. However, the King of England is a very small covered, a very small honor. It's almost nothing. The fact that so many people would like that covered is meaningless. Who is he? He's a shikker. He's a goy. Sometimes he's an adulterer too. I say sometimes because I'm considerate. Whatever he is, he's a nobody. He's not a chacham or a scientist. At least if he was a scientist, maybe. But he's a nobody. And therefore, it's important to know who is adopting you as his son. When the melech, Malchei Hamlochim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Banim atem la'ashem You are my children. It means that the king of all kings is saying, I am adopting you as my son. Oh. That's the greatest honor that you could ever think of. You have to know who I am, Hashem says. I am everything. If I love you, then there's nothing bigger in the world than that. And so when he says, I'm more interested in you than anything else in the universe, that's the only thing that counts. That's the great consolation of Aylam Hazer. We have to study that. You know, today you come into a place full of from Jews. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. But because there are so many of them, they become unimportant to you. It's just from Jews, you think. Oh no! When you look at even one Jew, when you see one Jew walking in the street, he is more important than anything else in the world. Not the Jewish nation. One single Jew walking in the street. A little yeshiva boy. A Beis Yaakov girl. You have to know that one Jew is more important than billions of stars. Every individual Jew. Man or woman, boy or girl, is more important to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than all of the stars in space. I remember when that Arab killed Kahani. So a certain Gentile writer was making fun of Kahani. He was ridiculing him and accusing him of ethnocentricity. Ethnocentricity means he was interested so much in the Jewish people. Ethno, his own nation, centricity is the center of everything. Now I was thinking how silly that is. Why blame Kahane? Hashem said that already. And so every Jew has to be ethnocentric. Otherwise, he's not a Torah Jew. He's rebelling against the Torah. Every Jew has to think that. But not only that the center of our thoughts is the Jewish people. No, that's not it. Hashem says, it's the center of my thoughts. Can I forget you? Could be, I'll forget the stars. I don't forget anything but if I would forget, I would forget the stars and the planets and everything else. But I would not forget you. And that brings us to the higher level of Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. My people should be consoled just 
because of that. Just because of that word. Ami. They are my nation. That's the consolation that you are my people. And so we begin to see a new way to console ourselves. We have to practice up this idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to hammer into our minds that He loves every one of us more than any amount, more than trillions and trillions of huge worlds in space. It's not a guzma like people who never study this will think. They go through life never thinking about this subject. So they think I'm just talking, that I'm just saying words so that we could have a lecture here tonight. No, no. I'm saying it because we have to practice it. As you walk in the street and you see a from Jew walking over there, you don't know him, but one thing you do know, to Hashem, he is more important than the entire universe. That's part of the function of Nachamu Nachamu Ami. We have to preach to the Jewish nation how important they are. You can't put it in the newspapers, but Jews should preach it to themselves. You must talk again and again and again about this great point. There's nothing in the world except the Jewish people. Every observant Jew is of vast importance, and we have to talk about it to our children. Talk to your neighbors. They'll laugh at you. Say it anyhow. Find different ways to say it. One day you present it like this. One day like this. It goes in. It goes in, and it's a consolation. And like we said earlier, it's not enough to tell others. Nachamu nachamu means... We have to tell ourselves. We have to console ourselves and teach this to ourselves. So continually you should say, Hashem loves me more than he loves the entire universe. Of course he loves me more than all of the trees. He loves me more than all of the mountains and the oceans. More than all of the animals. He loves me more than all of the Italians. He loves me more than all of the Irishmen. More than anybody else in the world. He loves me. He loves me more than even the whole world. If the whole universe was populated with nations and I was the only Jew, he loves only me more than all of them. That's how we fulfill Nachamu Nachamu Ami. And now we come to the final word in this subject of Nachamu Nachamu Ami. Actually, it's the most important, the most genuine consolation we can give the Am Yisroel. I'm talking about the Nachama of Oilam Haba, the consolation of the world to come. Oilam Haba, that is everything. And any consolation in this world pales in comparison to the Nechama of Oilam Haba. Now the truth is that even in this world, we do see a great deal of consolation for the Jewish people. Don't we see that in many places there are Gentile servants in the Jewish homes? In this neighborhood, many people have Gentile servants. But nowhere will you find a Jew working as a servant in a Gentile home. You don't see that. Never is there a Jew who works for a Gentile as a domestic in a house. Even in Gullus, we are superior in our physical lives, above all the other nations. Even in Lithuania and in Poland, where the Jews were pretty poor, they had peasant women, servant girls working in their houses. I remember when I was in Lithuania in yeshiva, a goy once said to me, I wish you Jews would have your own country and we'd go there to live and you'd work in our houses. The Kuzari, when he's talking about how Hashem takes care of us in Gullus, he says like this, Ki avadim anachnu. It's true we are servants to a certain extent. We are subject to the nations and yet even in our servitude, Hashem did not forsake us. And he explains that our economic status among the nations has always been better 
than that of the majority of the people. We are always a little lower than the nobility, than the aristocracy, but we're superior to the majority of the people. It's something that's true everywhere. Wherever you go, the Jew lives a better physical life than most of the people. So even in this Gullus, we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is consoling us. The Jew who is a firm person lives a happier life than others. Even the olden day Gentiles who lived more decently than today, yet they never lived as happily as the Am Yisrael. I remember the old Gentiles, the decent ones. They were Shikurim, Saturday night. There was wife beating all over the city. The Goyim got their week's pay, and they went to the bars and got drunk, and they used to come home and hit their wives and beat them. From all over the city, you could hear the wailing of beaten women. Some of them, their wives were lucky. They didn't even make it home. You walked in the streets early Sunday morning, and you could see Goyim, well-dressed Goyim, lying dead drunk on the street. I remember that. Goyim lying dead drunk on the street, but not among Jews. Not among Jews. Of course, by the Goyim, there always was infidelity. Always there were shootings. The better ones only stabbed, but there was always violence. Not among Jews, however. And of course, today, it's a hundred times worse among the Gentiles. They don't have children. Their children are bums. It's a tragedy what happens to their children. Drugs, accidents, violence. The children die early. Meanwhile, in the Jewish home, there's nachas from children. And then from the grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And therefore, even in this world, the satisfaction of being a from Jew is evident. It's Hashem's nechama. Absolutely. And on a national level too. Don't you see that we have rebuilt a great deal of what we lost in Europe? 600 yeshivas, katanas, and mesiftas, boys and girls schools, in America alone. And in Eretz Yisrael too. The New York Times had a big article recently with a headline all across the page. They were unhappy about the growing power of the ultra-Orthodox in Eretz Yisrael. They were gnashing their teeth. Let them gnash till their teeth fall out. Baruch Hashem. From Jews are increasing everywhere. Baruch Hashem. We have Nechamas. No question about it. But all this is nothing compared to the real Nechama. You might be surprised to hear this, but the real Nechama is that everything in this world comes to an end. Even the greatest success in this life won't be forever. Sooner or later, there comes an end to this life. And that's when the real Nechama begins. The great success, the great happiness, is Olam Haba, the afterlife. That's the Nechama for the Am Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has declared, Kol Yisrael yesh lahem la'olam haba. And he'll keep his word. We'll come together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the next world. And that's the great Tachanunim, to be together with Hashem. And so included in Nachamu Nachamu Ami, that we should think about Olam Haba constantly. Speak about it. If they don't want to listen, then think about it yourself. Console yourself with the biggest of all tachanunim. After all, what benefit is there if you are a millionaire and you have fame and you live long, but finally you end up in the grave? Is that the happiness that you were looking forward to? There's no such thing as real nechama unless a person reinforces all of his thoughts with the very great tachanunim that David spoke about to himself when he saw difficulties coming on him. In the multitude of my thoughts, whatever thoughts I have in my mind, whatever is bothering me, 
your consolations were the delight of my soul. Your consolations, that's what brings me the real joy. Which consolations? What was David HaMelech talking about? He was thinking about Oilam Haba. That's the ultimate consolation. And it's only the man with an Oilam Haba Dika mind who can weather the storms of this world. And so when you say Nachamu Ami, you're thinking, be consoled, my people. But we should be doubly consoled. Nachamu, Nachamu. Because not only in this world are we the fortunate ones, but in the next world too, we are the ones singled out for Oilam Haba. Yeshaya tells us, what's going to happen in Oilam Haba? Hine avadai yochelu. Behold, my servants will be eating. Ratem tiravu. But you, the enemies of my people, will be hungry. There'll be a big ballroom, and we will be enjoying the meal to no end. Don't ask me to describe it, because I can't. But that's what's going to be. Only much better than you could imagine. We'll be eating and enjoying, and our enemies will be standing, and their mouths will be watering. They'll be hungry, but nothing can be given to them. They're standing and looking around at the Am Yisrael who are enjoying the great pleasures, and their mouths will be watering with starvation. Their eyes will almost fall out of their sockets in jealousy, and it will last forever and ever. And that's part of our Nechama. The word Nachem, Nun Chesmem, is related to the word nakam, nun kufmem, nachem and nakam, to console and to take revenge. Al pi dikduk, it's the same word, to console and to take revenge. And therefore, nachamu means there's going to be a very great vengeance in the world to come. All the nations, those that disparage us and those that insulted us, all those that persecuted us, all of our enemies, they won't be invited to sit down. Seats are only for the Am Yisrael. All those who were anti-Semites will be standing there and they'll be crying out with their broken hearts. And that means a vast majority of nations. Maybe some Chinese won't. Maybe some Koreans won't. I don't know. But the ones who came to America and became anti-Semites, absolutely. Many blacks in Africa are probably innocent. But the ones that came to America and made troubles for the Jews, no question, they're going to supply a very big part of the population there. No question about it. And the Hispanics in South America, had they remained there, it could be they wouldn't have to suffer as much. They wouldn't be in Gan Eden, but they wouldn't have to suffer. But now that they came to America and they persecuted the Jews, then they're going to get it. They'll be there too. Oh yes, they'll be there too. No question about it. The Nazis? Oh, of course, but not only the soldiers. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is punishing all the Germans who voted Hitler to power. Every German is standing on his feet. He's looking at how the Frum Jews are seated at the table and singing in great happiness. And the Germans are being tortured by the pangs of starvation and crying out from the bottom of their heart. But nothing will help them. They're going to continue like that forever and ever. Hine avadai yaronu mitovle. My servants will sing from happiness. The Am Yisrael will all sing together. It will be a tremendous choir of happiness and gratitude to Hashem. And you, our enemies, will cry out from the pain of the heart. Now don't think it's a mushal, because whatever it is, it's much less than the truth. The truth is so immense that it cannot be described with words. 
And therefore the pinnacle of Nachamu Nachamu Ami is this attitude of the mind. An oilam haba mind that we have to give to ourselves and to everyone else. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to offer to you myself as the ultimate consolation because I am so great. If you'll be with me, it will be the greatest happiness. And that's why Yeshaya Hanavi is telling us that it's a good idea from time to time to take a look and see this picture in your mind of how we're all sitting around the tables eating and enjoying the happiness of the afterlife. We have to labor in our minds to get a concept that the Klal Yisrael is now in Oilam Haba, right now. They're enjoying a very great happiness that is beyond the ability of words to describe. We have to train ourselves to think that way because that's also included in the commandment of Nachamu. And the Kaddosh Baruch Hu gives us a reward just for that. It's a mitzvah to think that way. Even if it doesn't cause you to become a more from person. Even if it doesn't cause you to do more mitzvahs. And it doesn't cause you to learn more Torah. This itself is an achievement. You're fulfilling the word of Hashem by consoling the Am Yisrael. Yomar Hashem, it's the word of Hashem. I am commanding you to learn this great function of Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. The consolation of the happiness in this world. The consolation of the happiness of being the Am Hashem. And the consolation of the happiness of being together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the next world forever. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Let's get practical. Learning to console. We have a mitzvah to console Hashem's people. This week, I will believe practice all three aspects of Nechama each day. Number one, once a day, I will smile at someone and make them feel comfortable. Number two, once a day, when I see a fellow Jew, I will reflect on the fact that he or she is more important to Hashem than the entire universe. Number three, I will spend 30 seconds each day remembering that this is not our final station and that this world is merely an entryway to the world of truth and goodness.